Hello and welcome to our newest episode of Tongue in Sheet with the Solomon Sisters. Today we are talking about Real Housewives of New York. We are covering the finale of season 12, which is episode 21, Vive la Dysfunction. And we are also covering the first part of the reunion for Real Housewives of New York. We are so excited to get into it all today. And I am Ilana. I'm Dina. And we are ready to start discussing all things housewives. But first, Dina, how are you, my darling sister? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. I know, I know. I feel like I work 24 seven. Um, and I really need to like take a break, but I'm so happy that this is something I've been looking forward to discussing with you all week. I have my thoughts. I watched the reunion last night and took many of the notes. So how are you doing today? My God, thank you for asking. You know, a lot of people don't ask me that question because when you work from home alone, most of the time, you don't get a lot of impressions. How are you? So thank you. That means a lot that you thought of me that way. I'm okay. I got rained on the other day, which was very traumatic. I was just across from where my building is and I could see it kind of through the haze of the rain. But I told you not to go for that walk. You did, but I went lots for two hours. Lots of twos. I went for two hours. And literally when I was across from where I live, the heavens poured down upon me like God was throwing out water and I was drenched. And I like ran as fast as I could being very careful because as always I'm in my little teaks and I was very scared that, you know, my like cause of death would be some sort of puddle based drowning. And I finally got home soaking wet and I just had such a chill after that, even though I checked and it was like, I think it was 30 degrees C, so like 89, 90 degrees um, Fahrenheit, something like that. And I was so cold. And then yesterday I woke up feeling just fine, like a little tired, but fine. And then I cut some onions to accompany my salmon that I cooked last night and it made my eyes all watery and stuffy. And I swear I woke up today like sick and I never heard of someone getting a cold from onions. But Ima thinks that it is actually maybe from the rain. I don't know. But I definitely have like a feeling of lethargy. But I will say that I got a lot of excitement watching the Rohani reunion, like heart palpitating, super exciting. I felt so on the edge of my seat. I had to rewind a lot because I personally think they should put subtitles the entire time during reunions because they're all talking over each other. And I just don't want to miss like any bit, but no, I, I did love it. I agree, but I really want to, I want to get to the reunion because I think it was- No, we'll get, to it, we'll get to it, but I just wanted to share that since we were talking about me and what's happening in my immediate world mm -hmm. and what was happening, I was feeling rubbish until I watched Rohoni and then again after I finished Rohoni. Well, 
I'm very excited that I got to hear all about, you know, your day, your life. I felt like we got more than just one day. I feel like we kind of got your week. It was really a two-day kind of recap, but I haven't seen you. And part of the joy of life is sharing people's day, complaints, highs, lows, housewives, you know, life. The usual, the usual. No, honestly, there were, to me, two highlights of the episode, and I'm just going to go right through it. I'm going to jump to my highlights. Do this. Highlight one, I really just love the way, specifically in New York, they don't respect a mic. Like, you know, Sonia's on the mic at her drag queen bingo party, and she's giving a speech. And made her own speech. She interrupts herself to go off on, on Ramona. And then Ramona decides that this is really just a general conversation. The fact that people are there are, you know, who cares? They're extras in her, in her life story. So, and unpaid probably. So she's like just dialoguing back and forth. And they're just having like this jolly sort of slightly passive aggressive banter. And I really enjoyed that. That was a real highlight for me. For me in that kind of, I agree with you, that was such a beautiful moment and that like Sonia would not let that die down like as soon as Ramona got in and kept calling Ron like the boring person. How dare she bring boring people? They weren't in his face. <laughs> even said whispers to somebody, did she just call me boring? And I thought that was amazing. But what also to me was like kind of like, I guess a sub highlight which I feel like out of any other, like it happens mostly I've noticed with New York, is these men, old men who have want so much clout, like they are chasing these housewives, making their way through each one. We found out what that Ron made out with Leah's friend and then even turns to Leah, like so they're all interconnected. They've all probably hooked up with him. And even like Leah at one point, I thought it was hilarious when he turns to her and says like she's in her prime and he can make her shine. Oh my God, when he said that, I literally said ew out loud. Like, you know how sometimes you just had to make the face and you kind of grimace, but like, just like you say, sometimes like a lol is just sort of, yeah, funny. And other times a lol, like really, you actually laughed out loud. I truly ewed. Like he said that and I was like, ew. Me too. Oh, not okay. And just like when you look at him, you think of big and sweaty and disgusting and like a pig of a man. And the fact that he was like this sort of cow pig, monster man it was just sort of ugh, no you know what i feel bad to pigs and cows and monsters he's more disgusting than all of those <laughs> but i also thought like besides him being very disgusting another little like something that at least stuck out for me and i think you know because we're stylists i'm always looking at what they're wearing and i've noticed like Dorinda really only wears Gucci. And then we meet, we find out that that Englishman who I really thought was her contractor is her stylist. Why would you think that's her contractor? You know, he was on Ladies of London, right? He's Carolyn Stansbury's best friend. No, I did not. How is it? I have so many questions. No, he's like a hairstylist and makeup artist. And yeah, he was on Ladies of London. Oh, I thought you were that. I watched it years ago and then kind of stopped midway through when I was told it wasn't a real housewife show. And I was like, oh, then I'm out. 
so I watched it because being a lady of London myself, <laughs> I very much, um, you know, like, oh, these are my people. I like it. I feel it. Not to mention the fact that they lived in places where we live. So it's like, oh, no, okay. I did like it at first, but then I thought one, like the Alexander McQueen best friend girl, I remember like at the time, like we were reading lots of like weird things about her. And I don't know. And like, I remember I looked it up, like, was this a housewife show? Are they going to have a reunion? And at the time it said no. So I think midway through, I was like, if there's no reunion, what am I doing this for? Right, but like Annabelle Nielsen and like her friendship with Kate Moss and her friendship with Lee McQueen and like all those relationships, I felt like, I don't know, they were like, there are people, there are fashion people and I love it. And it made me happy to kind of have someone who wasn't sort of, like in Carolyn Sainsbury, who's like a real socialite, like there were like real versions of what housewives sort of feign to be. And they're also like a real social group. No, I so I like the fact that their drama is not forced it's just like general snobbiness and i love oh, it i wanna i have to rewatch it because i was even talking to one I, of my friends about it last night and she was saying like i need to binge it all so yeah honestly dina and i think you're gonna say this to me when you do rewatch it and we'll discuss this in our next episode that this is easily the best bravo has ever offered us i mean where are you watching my my personal devastation actually came from the ending of the show. I actually think that's when I opened up my world to the housewives more because I was so bummed. Now to answer the question, I see it now all the time on one of the apps, but I can't remember because I think I originally watched it maybe on Hulu or maybe I bought it or maybe I watched it on, I don't know, but I think YouTube TV might have it. Okay, I'm open, I'll see what happens. We can watch it tonight. Let's watch it tonight. Okay. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> okay. I did like seeing Martin the trainer again. When did we see him? Right in the beginning, he was with Leah, and I just kind of kind of miss him. I want to hear him say Tinsdale and, you know, give advice to Tinsley. I did enjoy that. It was right in the beginning, and it was lovely. So Dorinda, you guys, she announces the, one day that she's leaving. She's parting ways. All the housewives, I think except Ramona, from what I noticed, commented said how much they're going to miss her, even housewives from, like, other shows. But she says it's just time for her to leave. Tamara made a point to make a comment. It's like, get the fuck out of here, Tamara. Like, what do you have to do with and this? She's she's so she follows anyone. So then the next day, all the reports come out, which on a completely side note, somebody from work, I feel like, did the same thing as Dorinda. One day she writes this letter. It's very weird to everyone at Saks, basically like saying goodbye, like saying, you know, thank you for everything. And it was like a goodbye letter, but you couldn't actually tell if she was leaving and what happened. And then the next day we got told that like these people had been let go and everyone knew like, oh, she was not supposed to send that letter. But anywho, <laughs> back to Dorinda. So the next day we find out a few different things according to the blog. One, Dorinda was fighting with Andy Cohen. 
Dorinda was fighting with producers. No, should I go on? No, I was just gonna say I, I, and Bravo's statement sort of contradicted it. Her statement because it felt like Bravo was saying that they let her go. Yes, and that's what everyone believes that she was actually fired and she did it a day before to kind of be able to spin her thing. But now, you guys, there's new reports coming out that Andy saying Dorinda just needs a bit of a break, but there's still the door open. So a lot of people think she might come back. So I have two points to make. Okay. First of all, Darren Carp, who is Andy Cohen's longtime assistant and super cool chick, she was on a podcast and she said that only 15% of all housewives have ever left on their own accord, meaning like 85% of them are, are fired. She also said that Andy, Bravo Evolution, and like that, that kind of groups of people, they all have a very open mind and love for return. And so they're is always sort of an option with the majority of housewives if they left that they want to leave that door open in case there is like a natural good opening for their return and I, i'm listening to andy's book i'm audio listening to andy's book superficial because at night i only read agatha christie and one of the things he said was that when bethany they had already confirmed her return to the show at that time, Carol and Heather were both at the time, they thought they were likely as not returning to the show. So even though they did return actually for that season, it was expected that they wouldn't return. And before they had the, her return, they were having talks with all the other housewives because they were trying to decide if they were gonna like spring it on them or if they were going to let them know because they knew some of the ladies might take issue. So I definitely think at Bravo, when someone leaves, they leave with an open door, but when they're returning, it's kind of like there's like a talk amongst the girls about their return. No, you I know what I mean? like, even Carol and Heather said that Ramona, Luann and came up to them and said like, we don't want to engage with her. We don't want her back. Like don't film with her. Don't do that. So I yeah. think that like they kind of try to see how everyone will react. But I, I, I do think, you know, Bethany should come back. Oh, just uh, one thing. I have to make yeah. a side note. So supposedly I also read from the blog that the reason why Bethany left was because Andy and her got in a big fight and now they're friends again. They're both passionate people. Passionate people have passionate interactions. Which we all have to follow this. We have to remember Bethany and Kyle Richards have stopped following each other. Oh my God, when you sent me that information or told me or however way you communicated to me, I'm trying to remember. I, it was. Um, I like was sort of giddy because I love Bethany and I used to be a fan of Kyle not like a super fan but a low-key fan and now I'm not a fan and it kind of always brings me like extra intrigue because I'm like have you stopped liking her for the same reason as me are you like super ew I think she might be I wish I could there's um Bethany I think made kind of a comment about the whole Denise thing and I noticed when she made the comment 
that it wasn't as exactly that she was sticking up for Denise, but she did kind of basically say like, kind of like what's happening isn't right, but that you do have to share your life if you're on one of these shows. And right away I was like, that's weird. Cause usually Bethany is just so in Kyle's corner. So, and then I found out a day later, they stopped following each other. And I was like, oh, this could be its own show in itself. Why didn't Bravo play up that? I I really would like some sort of watch what happens live special. I feel like Andy's not really doing his job. He's got so excited that all these like A-list celebrities come on the show that I feel like he's not reporting boots on the ground the way he should be about the Housewives universe. And this is the type of thing where I think we need a watch what happens live special. I know. And I mean, I would just like a whole special on the last five minutes of the episode, which Bravo has never really done this, where they're giving us everyone kind of goodbyes and all this, like, you know, they're showing us what their future has been since we last saw them, kind of, you know, spiel. And then it goes crazy. Leah is giving, I thought Leah actually said something really normal like I think I would have even said that I kept rethinking in my head what Leah said wrong because she was literally I thought kind of saying like the way like you guys might not have loved Tinsley but she introduced me and you yet still accepted me that's how I was taking it but Dorinda's switch in that moment Alana I bet for you you were like everyone can now see what I see so like first of all yes and second of all, so Leah's kind of prefacing her speech, and I definitely think it just seemed from the way a normal person would assume. She was saying, you know, Tinsley introduced me, and I'm so grateful that I've been able to make, like, friendships with you guys, and it grown to my own individual friendships with you, or whatever she was going to say. I definitely think she was just kind of introducing her real thought, which was that she felt accepted by all the ladies, but like she came through Tinsley and not all the ladies, most specifically, obviously Dorinda had like a great connection to Tinsley. So the fact that they kind of didn't just take Leah as a sort of plus one of Tinsley, but took her for her own kind of character, I think she did appreciate because the ladies could not have been more welcoming. No, they loved the that Dorinda is so triggered by Tinsley, which I definitely want to get even more into it after what happened at the reunion last night, but was so crazy to watch. I definitely thought the fact that they saved that for the last five minutes felt very strange because I watched 50 minutes of nothing for this five minutes. But oh my God, like I have hated a lot of, well, not a lot of people, but I've hated people in my life and I don't, I might have, like giving them the cold shoulder and I might not have wanted to really be super engaging with them but if someone else was friends with that person and like wanted to say something nice about them I could never imagine having such hate and like crazy sort of triggering by just someone introducing the name of that person into the conversation I just cannot imagine it's not like Tinsley like got I mean obviously it's disgusting but it's not like Tinsley Tinsley like raped her daughter or something really like like the way Dorinda's acting is like Tinsley has done something to personally like hurt her most you know like vulnerable part of herself and it's so disturbing oh my god 
Well, for me, these were the, um, like, these were kind of like what I was thinking of, okay, so Dorinda's facts, these are what Dorinda was breaking that fourth wall saying, Tinsley shouldn't be mentioned, she quit the show, she put us in jeopardy, she's the one that stopped filming. But what doesn't make sense to me in this whole kind of idea of like Dorinda even saying that, and this is as somebody who actually like I used to love Dorinda until this season. Like I think like she for me, the way she went after Tinsley really changed her mind, like my mind about her. And even I read something that said that like um the last five minutes of the episode, like when everyone first found out Dorinda left, they were really upset, like the public. But once they saw the last five minutes, they said they do think she needs to leave, like something really is off. So for me, with Dorinda spewing those facts, like, you know, she, um, like, of not filming, of breaking contract, of putting them all in jeopardy, of ruining the show, you were so awful to this woman. You made it seem like you wanted her to leave. For she told her she brings nothing to the show. Nothing. She told her you're a waste of space kind of thing, and then was like, oh, you almost ruin the show for us how would she ruin the show like you literally can't say on the one hand that this woman is like bad for the show and then being like how dare you leave and what i also thought was interesting really which no one seems to be almost like the way they didn't recognize sonia is the one who acted to me just as bad as leah at that party at Ramona's birthday party. Like they didn't seem to bring up the fact that Sonia is almost um, like telling Dorinda she's right. Yeah, oh my God, oh my God, Dina, I was thinking this also last night at the reunion. This entire season, Sonia has been really annoying to me because I don't like the way she treats um, Tinsley either. And in past seasons, it's sort of been addressed, but because Sonia's kind of more like little shady, like kind of jabs at her whereas Dorinda is like taking a sledgehammer and trying to pummel her to death it you don't really notice it but I remember and I'm jumping ahead for a second but during the reunion they showed this flashback of Dorinda going crazy on the phone and I remember last season that was in the trailer and until they showed it I had forgotten and then I was like oh my god I remember this and I was just thinking like this woman Forget that Tinsley had anything to do with it. I'm just referencing it. Like this woman, her temper and her anger is so all-encompassing. She goes like purple in the face. It's so unpleasant. And I personally have thought, I think for me, when she went off on Heather, on, I forget where they were. Yeah, Maybe. they were at the dinner. Were they in Berkshire? Right. Or I think that she went off and Heather, they were in the Hampton. Maybe, no, it was maybe it was not in St. Barthes. So maybe it was actually Miami. No, I don't think it was Miami. That because this was before. Oh. Actually, maybe you're right. I don't know where they were. I don't remember where the trip was, but I'm pretty sure it was in St. Thomas um, or something like that. And when they were there, she said to her, like, hey, wait up. Heather clearly like just didn't see what was happening, didn't understand. And then when she did, she was like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? And waited. And Dorinda's like venomous, disgusting, like angry self came out. It makes me think of stranger things of like the scary animal that comes out of the other thing, you know? And I was just like, this person is 
so violently angry. And then we had so many other examples of it happening throughout the other season that like everyone else was kind of just kind of acting like it was a pop-in from her, like some sort of scary demon inside her. And I was like, uh, no, she's doing everything to control herself and new example of what it reminds me of it also reminds me of the last scene in the original men in black where the aliens trying to like get out of its skin because it's like not fitting in its fake skin like that's how i see dorinda actually 100 i what's his name vincent something who plays the alien did a beautiful job yes the, and he did a beautiful job of looking like uncomfortable in his human skin and I just feel like that's Dorinda. She's uncomfortable in her human skin and her angry demon person has just taken over now. No, I agree. I mean, I definitely, for me, thought the most, not like shocking per se, because that whole scene was shocking, but for me where I was like, oh, she did not. When she said she is a principal and that Leah should not be mentioning this, I was just baffled, like just that even the way the other girls were even reacting and again I felt kind of bad for Ramona because you could see like Sonia saying she's right and Luann kind of being Switzerland and Leah just looking so like beyond like what the just happened I think she said what like four times (laughs) yeah because it was like insane to me too and I just was really like this is going to be an amazing reunion and I think we should just get right into it yeah, for sure. But it was certainly like telling of what was to come on the reunion. Kind of like we just watched, obviously, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. And I don't care about anything until they get to the Denise issues because that's the only thing that really season's really about. I feel like New York, they're kind of, even though in a way it was a subplot line, like their only plot line was Dorinda's a crazy, angry drunk and who really hates. Dorinda. And side note, I just want to know because I make reference to you. Yes. But she also hates herself, so I'm not totally wrong. Uh, Did you watch the Watch What Happens Live after? With, wait, no, I watched the one with Brandy. I didn't watch with Heather. What was her big reveal that she was talking about? Oh, I don't know. She has like a new podcast. It sounds really boring. Um, but Andy's going to be gone. So I'm going to watch that up, uh, listen to that episode. But like, just remind me, I found it very annoying. And I have a comment to make about that too. What happened? Tell us before we get in the reunion. Well, it was just like Andy was asking Heather her opinion on Tinsley and um, Dorinda. And he kind of asked her twice to try to get her to give a real answer and talk about Switzerland and she was just like oh poor Tinsley she's just not gonna have it because Dorinda just doesn't like her and if someone doesn't like you you're just like hey mama you gotta give it up and I was like all right I don't know what the hell kind of answer is that because like the thing is she's friends with Dorinda so like she did say one interesting thing on the episode which was she said that um Bethany and Carol's kind of like the demise of their friendship. She definitely saw it coming for a while and she in no way was surprised, which I only thought it was interesting because it was kind of obvious because Carol and um, Bethany 
were so close, but also Heather and, and Carol were so close. And Heather, Heather and Bethany, Bethany didn't like each other. Yeah, but then later, I expect her to, to kind of keep this sort of Switzerland act she was doing on. And they, one of the people wrote in, and the question was, who talked to the press the most? And she said, back in the day, Carol. Really? Mm -hmm. And then she also said, Bethany, too. But, like, kind of as an afterthought. And I was like, oh, I'm interested now. Didn't she also say that Sonia was a bad tipper? They're saying that on Instagram. She did. She said Sonia was the worst tipper and sometimes would just leave without paying. And she said um, Ramona was bad, but not as bad as Sonia. But that feels right to me. Yeah, I just, feel, that's not surprising. Yeah, that, that felt accurate to me. And I could see Sonia in a very Dwight-esque way sort of being like, I don't tip people for doing what I could do myself. <laughs> and also being like, somebody will pay for it. Don't worry. Yeah. And I think she's fine. And then she said, I think something about Lou being very cheap. But like, again, that's fair. That reads. Like, yeah. that's what we see. But, but I just thought it was interesting that like, she was very, very Switzerland with Dorinda. Because what's interesting about Dorinda is that even like Sonia seems to defend her, even Lou, who she's been so nasty to, to a degree. And I definitely think like she must be in her real life, a good friend, despite her angry burst, because it seems like the people in her life do have like somehow a, a devotion to her. So that makes me happy that she's not solely the monster she comes across. But at the same time, you know, I don't feel like it's doing her service. I'm not saying I wouldn't even do the same. If someone I loved was being a monster, I don't think I'd go on a public platform and be like, you're a monster. I might privately though, kind of want to talk to them about it in a way that I felt was constructive. But I definitely don't think it's helping her. Like, I think she's really kind of actually gotten to a place of delusion where her anger is sort of her boyfriend and she's sort of being soothed and coaxed into thinking that this is some sort of happy place. Because even when she was saying in the reunion, just jumping back to where we started, you know, right in the beginning, Andy was asking everyone how she's doing, they're doing. And Dorinda was like, I'm great. I'm feeling great. Thank you, Andy. And it's like, what the hell? You're not great. You are someone who has clearly lost it. Then when she does tell people, thank you, the venom she says it with is unnerving. Yeah, she does say thank you, like almost as if she's putting a knife in you. Like it's very weird. But thank you. Yeah, but the reunion right away, I thought, okay, finally, you know, they're all back. I I didn't mind. What did you think of the books? So for me, I thought Sonia and Luann were to me perfection. Like both of them, yeah. I thought. Sonia did look like that actress she was trying to look like as soon as she said it. Ellen Barkett, I thought so too. Yeah, and she even, like, um, I was sent a picture of her the other day. She must have had more work done. She looks like she's in her, like, 40s or 30s. It's insane. Her face is amazing. But I thought her sure. dress was beautiful. I know people were commenting on her mask, but I really liked it for the second we saw it. Like, I thought it worked with her outfit. 
But Luann. They had the mask on for like two minutes. I felt like they were a little extra about the mask. Yeah. And but Luann's dress, like it took me a second to realize how stunning she looked. And then as like the episode. Yeah. And I thought the dress and the shoes were perfect with all like the um the jewels and everything. With Tinsley, I thought her eyelashes were so heavy. It looked like they were weighing her eyes down, but her dress was so pretty. But I, I love, I literally got Tinsley's dress and I was like, you know, God forbid my husband ever dies, but I feel like I'd wear that to his funeral. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> You'd have a beautiful dress. But I didn't love her eyelashes. And I thought Leah, and I loved Andy when he, when he made Leah stand up and twirl that dress around, which was just so awful. And I love, I love long gloves. And she has taken away my love for gloves. So I personally hate Leah's style and I get very um I feel like my word of this podcast is triggered but I do I get very triggered by people who have no taste and then work in fashion and I think she's an excellent example of someone who like I guess fashion is self-expression so she's expressing that she's slightly psychotic and unhinged and like a very sexual person because that's all I get from her clothes but on the other hand, like, there's no beauty in the way she dresses. And I felt like her outfit was literally just designed to somehow get a reaction out of Ramona. And, and it, it was, was so... And I don't... I think she's a nice-looking woman. Like, her whole kind of vibe, her hair is gorgeous. And she's got, like, a really cool energy to her. So I thought she could do something cool. This wasn't cool. No, it just looked... Like, part of it was, like... It looked like she looked like so hot. A Victorian bondage sort of yeah. vibe. But I love just- Andy when the girls were kind of like Andy was saying she was doing it to kind of get a reaction of um out of Ramona and somebody made a comment that it's like a pretty dress and Andy respond, yes, it's the dress is definitely something. And then later was like, it, it's great. And I just thought that was like amazing. I honestly, like, I didn't think Ramona's dress was very exciting. I did like the longer extensions, but overall, even Dorinda, I thought looked beautiful. Except for Leah, I thought all the women looked lovely. I thought all the women looked lovely. I agree with you in general, except for Leah, but I honestly thought Tinsley eyelashes, they, to me, looked like they wanted to fly away. I couldn't. No, they were, they were. Yeah, I agree. But on the other hand, I was so I'm so happy for her now that she doesn't do the wave in her hair because I too do a wave in my hair in preference, but she looks better with the straight hair. And I'm so glad her hair looked healthy and straight. And so if we had to deal with some lashes. And honestly, I was staring at her chest. And by that, I mean the gorgeous like necklaces she had on her tummy tum. Sorry. My tummy just made a noise, and then I sit on her tummy tum, but what I meant is across her chest. Um, I I didn't. I love them. In fact, I literally was deep diving all over the intranets to see if I could find out who made them, and I am I ready to order them. You're going to see them. My neck gets super jealous. No, I loved it. That's what I loved about it. I love when people do sort of like this slightly more costumey kind of relaxed looking jewelry 
with something that's a little more elevated like that because I think it gives it a little more of a cool vibe. And I definitely think her hair should have just been parted down the middle and straightened down with that necklace and dress combo. A lot of distractions. I was looking at her eyelashes, then the necklaces. Like, honestly, again, it took me till I think midway through the episode or even it might've been at the end when she was really talking to Dorinda. So they kept showing her that I realized like how beautiful that dress was. But I, all I kept looking was like, oh my God, are her eyes okay? Like, are they, you know, have they turned into butterflies that are ready to fly away? What is happening right now? And then between that and the necklaces, I just felt like I didn't know where to exactly look on her. I say though, the heavy lashes, I didn't like. I agree with you. I also felt it gave her almost a, not a sleepiness, but it's sort of like, like you couldn't see the emotion in her eyes as clearly because they were distracting. But I was more put, not put off, but sort of like, oh, about her hair. I really felt that her hair should have been extremely simple. If you're gonna do a statement dress and also have statement jewelry, your hair should not compete at all. And one of the things we hardly ever see on her, but when we did, it looked so nice, was just like a straight middle part with straight hair. And because she had such a great blonde cut, I felt like that would have looked amazing with that dress. And I wish we would have gotten a cleaner hair from her. I feel that, but I did um, would just kind of, not this, the, how the girls were dressed, but how the room was sort of dressed. <laughs> when, sorry, when he oh, was- I love the room! Yeah, with the relics and all I was thinking, like I wish Bethany would be one of those relics that they would pull out and say, she's here, guys. <laughs> she's here. And I was like waiting for them to say it. And I was like, maybe she'll just be there. <laughs> oh my God. If they're like, and in this box, <laughs> here's we've right. got our favorite old um, reunion set artifact <laughs> of <laughs> Bethany. Yeah, she could help Andy comment. She did help pick Leah. She probably has a lot to say right now. No, I definitely, I would love to have Bethany back. I just feel like she's exactly what's missing. And I definitely felt like, you know, especially with like Dorinda getting so out of line this season, like they needed their their leader in their little Bethany but I really there were things about this reunion like normally in the reunion setup it's sort of like they're they're sort of tropes to them and I don't like this new introduction like they showed them with the mask and I felt like they did that for the public and Ramona's crazy mask which I can't tell if I love or hate and you know they were showing all that stuff but then when they went into the whole conversation about quarantining, which led to that fight with Leah and Ramona, I was that was like a reverse highlight for me, a valley, if you will. Because I don't want to hear about that. There's a lot of people, like Leah's whole point was Ramona wasn't empathetic. And I was thinking, but for me, when I was scared, actually in Florida where Ramona was, and, you know, apart from my family, my husband and, and all these stuff, her little nonsense was making me laugh. I felt there was empathy in that. Like, I think Ramona was aware, like her little shtick of, like when she showed herself cleaning in her negligee, I laughed so hard when she posted that. And I felt like 
this is not a conversation. Like, this is why people like Leah, I'm not a fan of. I hate people who their politics and their perspective is the correct one and therefore everyone else is bad. And I didn't necessarily think I would handle myself the way Ramona did, but I also wouldn't handle myself the way Leah did, which was just sort of making it everything all the time. There's some sort of balance in there. And I just didn't feel like this was about the, like this season didn't include this. So I didn't want it to be included in the reunions. That's my thought. I didn't mind that they, at first I thought this is kind of boring. Like he's asking them about COVID, like, you know, but I did realize it's something that, you know, it even us in the past of our podcast, we were at first asking people to, and then, you know, I think we just kind of naturally like, it's kind of a given at this point, like, let's kind of move on. But I think because Leo was so vocal and Dorinda about going after Ramona, I kind of did care because I was watching them fight about it. But I do agree with you. I, I don't really feel like, first of all, we have no clue and neither does Leah what Ramona is doing when we're not seeing her in certain hours. So we don't know how she's really interacting. She might post a picture now and then, but we can't really say how she was being during COVID. A lot of people, like what she said, found out in February, they thought they were sick with one thing, were told they were sick with something else. Then months later found out, no, that was actually COVID. But it doesn't seem like she actually did anything from what I can see wrong. She got permission each time to travel. I do think the whole like, but everyone was going to be against it. Her going to that Donald Trump Hamptons party. Would I go to a party? No. But it seems like actually a no, lot. No, I think it was Florida. I think it was in Florida. Was it? Oh, okay, okay. But I also think like it seems, and you and I have both commented commented about this around our area. It's like the 18 year olds are younger or the 50 year olds and older do not seem to care or recognize that this is kind of happening. Not South Florida. <laughs> and I don't think Ramona is different from them, but we don't even know. But I will say, while I didn't really enjoy the conversation just because I felt like, I don't know, it's like not like the show is an escape from all this. So I didn't really want to get into it. I did enjoy Ramona being like, I don't have the virus. I don't have the virus. Yeah, and they both started like clapping and sobbing. And then when Andy, like, I, I don't wear masks in the ocean. I don't wear masks in the ocean. I was like, okay, I love this. I think like this is gonna, I'm gonna be my new like ringtone. I don't have the virus. I don't know why, but I love when Andy yells at the girls. There's something really funny in those moments to me. So when it makes he, me so happy. So when he told when them, he them <laughs> I even wrote it in my note. Andy <laughs> tells them to shut up. Ha ha ha. And I love the way Andy then turns to ask Ramona another question, and she's like, "Nope, stop it. It's over. Next." And I was like. But you know what was really weird in the um, episode? When they showed the drinking montage of them all being misbehaved, and I actually rewound this so I could be sure of what I thought I saw, they didn't really show Dorinda at all. But his first question was to Dorinda, like, about her drinking. And I was like, why didn't they show Dorinda more? Because there's a lot of examples. Was it because they were more, like, longer examples? They didn't feel like they could, like, suss it up? Because... I felt like it was very strange that in that entire montage, they didn't really show Dorinda. I know. Who had didn't really show Tinsley. 
Yeah, but Tinsley, how could they show? She was on for like three episodes. No, I know, but I mean, like, I noticed they didn't really show her, but I thought. Also, she doesn't. What? She doesn't misbehave when she drinks. She's kind of like you when she when she drinks. She's funny, and still herself. Yeah, that's true. But I did think like before, like when they were kind of when we were first meeting Leah, and they were kind of showing us like her whole thing and her background and like her kind of taking us through what like our Andy taking us through what the public thinks about her. I feel like I'm in such a back and forth when it comes to her. I don't know how I feel. Some things, like when she first came in, I did like her. And sometimes I do think she makes interesting, like commentary, funny commentary. But I also feel like she has such an arrogance and a like- Pretentious arrogance. Yeah, and I don't care for it. And I also don't like this idea of bringing in a younger kind of cast all around, I started to think about how Potomac has like Monique and Candace. But there's something about both those women where even kind of Candace is the young one, but she, there's something very like, I don't know. You don't feel natural for them to be socialized. Like for her to be in that circle. Sometimes with Leah, I still don't see how it's that natural. And I, you know, sorry. No, no, no. What I was just going to say, I, like, my feeling towards Leah is that I like her as a reality face. I don't think this is the right show for her. And I think the reason even the women all liked her and everything was because she was such a fish out of water that she just, to me, did not fit with this group. I don't think it was the right choice. And not just the age thing. I also, the premise of Real Housewives was to have some sort of voyeuristic look into this sort of upper echelon of a society and they go in different cities you know and and showcase these women and now it seems like with Leah they're not only doing a more youthful crowd they seem to be doing more of like a downtown or as Sonia would say real crowd and I don't feel like that's interesting like I don't want to see someone living you know a life that is like mine or even lower I want to see someone who's living something I'm longing to have in my life well did you see that thing with Leah um it was I think it was an article or something because or something was saying they were saying how like Leah is a breath of fresh air and that the public is responding well to her and then she was saying you know she hopes this I think it was her where she was saying she hopes this opens more doors for them to not just show somebody from her but like somebody living in yeah. all different economics and this I and that. did hear her say that show so again i don't get it trying to say like yeah opening up new york yeah it was an interview she did i think it was on a podcast and she was saying exactly that like she wants the show to reflect new york i was like but it's not a show about new york it's about new york like society ladies just like all the shows are sort of about society ladies like a lot of the shows like they'll talk like in potomac and dallas they talked about like the charity scene because it's usually sort of an upper echelon kind of scene and i don't want to see like one of the things i've been really put off with the oc the last few seasons are like like people like gina who i'm not super attached to to me, like, I don't want to see someone live in, like, a two-bedroom condo in Southern California. Like, how is that interesting? Like, how is that 
nice like with a bunch of kids who are like unruly and she can't afford a nanny like what how is that interesting i think what's gonna be the problem bravo's gonna find is like they always say this don't like mess with something that's good not saying don't change with the times don't open things up a bit and like change the dialogue but don't change what's really interests the public for this long with so many years every time they do the show doesn't do well and i think one of the reasons why like the new show like 90210 yeah and i think one of the reasons why like the new housewives of salt lake city does look really good is because one we already know there's so much drama already leaked about these women with their lives and their money but they also are rep- like supposed to be from an affluent like they are supposed to be these very high women and it is interesting i don't i don't think them showing us different perspectives i mean at this point none of these women are even married andy pointed it out like the only housewife is tinsley and she has left so <laughs> Like, we don't also need to add all these other elements that are just going to change the show. Yeah. And I'm honestly, like, pretty much super bummed at the idea that one of the very few channels that celebrates women as they get older and shows them having fun and living la vida loca and just having, like, a great energy and time and joie de vie um now they're gonna make it younger like i obviously realize they have to bring in younger cast because as the older cast gets older older they might not even want to be part of the show they might want to be at a different pace and whatever but like i am perfectly happy to see like a seven year old 70 year old sonia with a 40 year old face kicking it and like trying to get laid by 20 year olds like that's a funny show and i'm not ready for the overall, like, all the franchises to change super younger because I actually feel like that one of the also sort of special tropes of the show is that it's, like, ladies who have lived. I agree with you. Like, they've been through stuff. So it's okay to have maybe, like, one or two younger people to kind of... Yeah, because then it does work and it is interesting and it is cool to see sometimes how these women relate. I mean, at one point, I think they even say, like, Leah was kind of making fun of the woman's age, and they all, all the women shut it down right away. I mean, Luann, during the thing, looked kind of like she agreed, but then when they actually point blank asked them, they said no, and Dorinda and the lady said no, she comes to us, like, for advice and, like, in a motherly kind of way, and I was thinking about for advice is insane. Like, that's how you know the blind is leading the blind. Yeah, that's true. But I do think in that way, like, they don't need, like, that should be how it is. They should have one character kind of trying to learn from these women. And we can see, like, obviously, a lot of these women see something in Leah that they see in themselves. Mm. But I think you can have one or two, like, for example, Tinsley is a little older than Leah, but Tinsley was you know, they're clearly even friends outside the show. Like, that's okay to me if you have someone who's sort of, like, United, like you even said, Candace and Monique, like, you can have a couple of the younger ones, but I don't really want to see, like, a shift to a more younger downtown, you know, a different kind of economics, a different kind of socio situation. Like, I want to see that same level, like, of kind of, aspirational lifestyles represented because I think it's part of the fun. 
Well, Dorinda even at one point says, Leah brings such a newness. We never really go downtown. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. But Dorinda, I like, like right from the get-go, you know, when she called Ramona fat, essentially, I was just so ill with her. Like she was just so initially defensive. And when everyone was fighting about the COVID stuff and she then they became like about drinking a little bit and she was saying, you know, that she was deflecting from herself and saying, you know, how Ramona, like everything was about Ramona. If someone asked a question about Dorinda, she deflected it to Ramona. I mean, every time. Every single time. And then when she made that snarky comment about her being not thin, I was like, I don't want this type of housewife. Like, I don't want someone who's embittered. And I know just in, in terms of the last thought that I had related to the age thing, I do think when you have someone younger, maybe they are a little less angry because a, a little less devastation has happened to their life. Because I look at people like, for example, Teresa, who came in a younger housewife, and now she's an older person and a lot of, lot of tough times have happened to her and she could just not be more embittered. And I think like you kind of need someone who is in that middle place, like that maybe they've had a few knocks, but life hasn't quite knocked them down. No, I agree. But speaking of like, you kind of already sort of mentioned it a little, but that's what I really kind of want to get into. It was the, I feel like the main like second topic they really started to dissect is the girls and the drinking. And mm. especially like what you said, like Andy, which I loved. He was not letting it go when it came to Dorinda and her drinking. It's so proud. I clapped. You and I have talked about this so much because a lot of times I leave the reunion very frustrated because it'll be like, well, this was a 17 hour reunion and it was so much came out. But like, actually when the meat of the season and the tough questions needed to be asked, Andy didn't ask them or like ask them, but then when they deflected and didn't answer, he doesn't react to that. And I was like, Andy is killing it this uh, reunion because when Dorinda on several like attempts, deflected and refused to answer and he would not let up I think like three four times he just kept going and I loved it even at one point Dorinda says that Ramona called like all the girls mean names and called like Leah a whore and like Ramona freaks out and Andy I have issue Leah is a whore <laughs> it was yeah. so weird like so weird like, why are you saying everything about Ramona I thought you hated Tinsley anyway yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense. And then I loved how Andy, no matter what, was just like, you're deflecting, like you're being mean, will you admit it? And then at least she kind of finally did say, like she knows she can be mean and that has to do with stress. Like finally, after I think like the 20th or 40th time she deflected back to Ramona, no matter what was said. Like even when he would ask her about the drinking, I love that she was like, all the girls have drinking stuff, all of us. It's not just me. It's all of us and I was like but this isn't but, about all of them but literally Sonia Leah and Lou all stopped drinking Tinsley has her shit together I mean Tinsley might drink a lot but she never loses control and they've never shown her drink to the point where she has in any way changed her demeanor in a general sense like she's not cool or angry like Dorinda and Ramona I have to say like Everyone really hates on Ramona because she has no filter. 
but I don't think they showed anything. I think they showed maybe two examples max. It might've only even been one where she was like really kind of a little sloppy. And even then she wasn't mean, she was a little sloppy. Like yeah. she wasn't bad drunk. Like there's a big difference where if you're someone, I don't drink, but like I'm quite observant anyway as a person. And I'm definitely out with people who do drink enough to like know the difference when there's someone who is able to have like control of themselves versus someone who has deep deep anger and uses alcohol to sort of like as a friend instead of as just sort of a accompaniment no but i did i agree with you and i mean not no um and I also thought, you know, for me, what really at least showed me something is when we find out that those water pills, which what are like, what are these pills um, that Sonia was taking? I think water pills, they just sort of like make you pee a lot so you have a flat tummy. Well, Dorinda says that's what, according to Sonia Ramona, was making Sonia ask. But look her. it up because I have water pills actually just next to the cupboard you're sitting in because Tati told me, one of my friends told me to take it because I was so bloated, but I knew my bloating, like I bought it, but then when I was reading about bloating and the kind of bloating I had, I realized it was probably hormonal and nothing to do with like um, bathroom issues, but it actually says don't drink on it. And then I looked it up online and it says that like you, very little alcohol can trigger a very bad effect because it's depriving you of water. Yeah, so then to me, that's like, okay, so this is what Dorinda's saying. She's been taking this for the last, like, four years. She's been on the show for four years or five years. Like, this then makes sense to me, but Dorinda probably has a bigger tolerance because she seems like she likes to maybe have fun. I know Sonia likes to have fun, but maybe so hers is a bit higher than Sonia's. So that's why it comes out in a different way than how it comes out with... People also have different tolerances anyway. I mean, you're physically smaller than me, but like if I have a little bit of wine, I get very sleepy and I just feel like not myself right away. You see me get like panic attacks when I don't feel like myself, whereas you're good. I am good. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think people's tolerances are different anyway, but I agree with you completely. I also think that Dorinda doesn't like when anyone brings up her relationship with alcohol because her lifestyle is so intertwined with her alcohol drinking like you know how she takes her nap every day from four to six i like a nap every day around the same time sometimes like six to eight you like a nap every day but i'm pretty sure just sort of reading between the line of dorinda's lifestyle that she's out during the day drinking exhausting herself in the afternoon so she's having a couple hour nap waking up going out to dinner and having a good time and i think she is one of those people who doesn't sleep well so that she wakes up early and you know rinse and repeats so i think that her relationship with partying and drinking and all of that stuff and also coming from england where people drink a lot it is not as like the relationship between drinking and socializing in America is almost more strained because they're like, oh, you're working, you can't drink at lunch and things like that. Like in, in England, it's very different. And so I also think just the fact that she lived there for many years, was married to someone British, I 
think her tolerance went up and her lifestyle was just about having a good time and being a great wife and partner to someone. So now instead of drinking for the fun of it, she's drinking to like remember the past and, you know, not feel the pain she's feeling. And, you know, like, you know, in the beginning of the scene, um, last episode where she saw the dirty coin on the floor and thought it was Richard. Yeah. It's like she had, yeah. And that's so heartbreaking. And like, I can't like the people I have lost when I have felt like I've seen them or had some connection with them after, after they had passed, but I knew it was like them, like, that's so emotional and it happened to me a very handful of times but she was actually with Richard half the time I was I've been with my husband and I'm a lot younger than her and I can't even imagine then the pain she feels though but like it also not that it doesn't make sense because just because you're not with someone for a very very long time like it doesn't mean that it wasn't very impactful but it's like the pain she must feel to regularly have sort of interactions with someone from beyond and need that emotional support and it's someone you love so deeply that it broke you so much like this is so like I don't wish that on anyone so it's not that they don't get where her drinking and her anger comes from but I'm just of the mindset that like maybe because I worked in retail for so long but I don't think you should ever put your pain on someone else no. like smile and be kind and then with the people who love you and are there to support you, share. No, I agree. And I, I definitely want to get into kind of the Tinsdale and um, the Dorinda of everything. I do want to say before we move on that I do find the whole Luann drinking thing very interesting, even the way we kind of, and Leah, like both of them are supposedly alcoholics whether that's what they are or not like that's kind of the way that it's been presented and although i do think at least with um um luann she's not probably an alcoholic it was probably just like a bad night it is interesting the way they can kind of stop drinking during when filming's over they start drinking when it is because that's the way like you know that's what brings the drama anyways but like Luann just said, she stopped, but she was, how do we know she stopped? Well, I mean, you know how Luann said she didn't want to be um, Label. labeling herself? And I will say, except for that one night in Berkshires, which I was glad was the night she referenced as something that left her like shooketh. I don't think she mishandled herself. And I don't know that when maybe because of her tolerance or whatever, necessarily often mishandles herself with alcohol. It's just when she does it really, it really shows. Mm -hmm. But, but I don't feel like, you know, I'm not a super like, oh, you know, PC, this is the right way to say it. So I don't want to say something in the wrong way. But I don't really feel that any of these women have a relationship with alcohol, I understand. And I don't drink just by choice, obviously. I just don't care for it. I don't like the way I feel when I drink. But I can appreciate that no one pretty much on this planet is drinking because they don't want to feel a little different. You know what I mean? Like you're drinking to feel a little buzz and have a good time. And, and yeah, if you're drinking wine, it might pair well with your food. But you're not really drinking. You could drink 
water you know what i mean like you're drinking alcohol because you want to feel a little lighter and different and i think with these women because their job and their lifestyle in a general way allows for a lot more drinking than a typical person i think it sort of becomes like a cigarette where it's you know like more of a need but again i don't think that that's not true across the board for these women yeah i mean i bet just filming must be the most intense one it's so emotionally stressful i feel like it's going to some sort of like military boot camp for you're like straining your nerves and emotional capacity i agree i mean i go back and forth with how i feel about the drinking because i do get that's what makes the show like these girls even, you know? Although then I think about, there's like so many times when they're not drinking, they're bringing so much drama, so do they need it? But um, I I just thought it was interesting that it was only really about Dorinda. Like I know the world can see it. She has the biggest problem right now. I'm not saying she doesn't, but I did find it shocking the way Leah and Luann, even the way everyone was reacting to them drinking, almost encouraging that. And I thought there might be a bit more of a discussion, like really hearing their views, not just hearing that they stopped and that Leah, like I wouldn't be surprised if Leah drinks next season because the way she even said it was like during moments she goes back and forth. But she did say that like when, when something came up, she's like, Bunny, why are you always right? Something, you know, about her mom. So maybe for Leah, I don't know, but Leah is the type of person which, you know, given the fact that she does have an issue with alcohol, I'm being very snarky right now, but she's the type of person where I could definitely see why she drinks. She's so uptight. She's so, like, judgy, and I think that's why when she lets loose, it's so extreme because she's letting a lot loose. I agree. I think, and she, like, completely lets herself go. And I do, I really like her friendship with Tinsley. And I really like that she's not that kind of up, like downtown cool girl that's actually like really snobbish and like um, judgy of someone who's upbeat and kind and sweet and uptown, if you will. Yeah. But on the other hand, I definitely feel like, like, I don't know, like she just, seems to have to me like I get the younger Dorinda vibes from her overall you know just someone who is angry and is holding it back and then alcohol kind of like prevents her from holding things back as tightly that could be true but I also feel like Leah to me and maybe I'm wrong is definitely will be influenced with who she's really chooses to kind of connect with and I do feel like it was going with Dorinda, but the fact that now Dorinda is gone, like at least for a season, we might then get to see Leah in a new light. I think it's possible for sure. Well, let's see, because they're definitely bringing her back. Every, the, even though I think you and I are a little still unsure about her, the public seems to really be responding to her. I couldn't believe they did not bring up her confessional looks like what was happening, that they let that kind of slide by. I was like, okay, okay, so we're just accepting this as a <laughs> But that's the one thing I actually think might be good about bringing someone younger in, just in terms of Leah, I mean. Um, 
like I feel like when we're watching this season, it's sort of like this girl with her older aunties. And so they're kind of coddling her too a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like having more in her age group might make her experience more real. I agree. And I think the fact that, you know, Tinsdale, we were saying goodbye to her. We were getting to see her. Yeah, just getting to see her. I'm so happy you came to the reunion. You know, in the final episode, Sonia at one point like yelled that she invited Tinsley to come and she didn't. And I was like, why would she? It would, it's so like unsafe the environment when Dorinda's around. And then on this episode, when they finally got into the whole, you know, turkey based or bullying, like nastiness, I mean, when everyone. Like, I almost forgot because the turkey based her comment was so vile. But when they showed the package and show, showed Dorinda at um, the farm yelling at her about how she is like useless for the show and brings nothing. And that's the same time where she cried and everyone made fun of her for screaming like with a high pitched voice. I was sort of very upset again like all anew like it wasn't like I oh this was part of what would have been upsetting me it was like a new thing upset me I definitely got upset as well when we see in that scene with the turkey baster that and I remember I was upset during the episode but this like seeing it again just lit my fire that Luann is almost and Ramona dancing with Dorinda while she's and high her high-fiving her almost laughing like it shocked me and again that no one at the reunion like that Andy didn't turn and say like you know you girls as well were encouraging a bad thing like what about this season yeah so I just feel like and I think actually Tinsdale said it perfectly when she said that you were under her spell and you decided to leave it like I definitely think that was true I couldn't agree more. I definitely think that they were under the spell of Dorinda because I think maybe the spell might have even been one where they just didn't want her to turn her anger on them. I personally did think I felt more angry with Lou after the fact, trying to almost justify being horrible to Tinsley after the the farm event when she had said, well, her voice is really annoying and high pitched. And you know, when she starts screaming, like I tune her out. Then I did when they kind of had that weird dancing high five thing because I thought Lou's face looked like, I don't know how to react. Like this is weird and uncomfortable. I don't think she looked like, ha ha ha, you know? Yes, but I just think that they were all very cruel to Tinsley in certain ways, like not speaking up, speaking up. Like it's clear they were all very scared of Dorinda, which I think is why we need Bethany back because Bethany was never scared of her. So, and I think Dorinda knew that. So Bethany was never gonna back down in something, but I think you can really see Luann and Ramona get very frightened by Dorinda. Well, Bethany has like a really strong moral compass and I personally think it's a pretty, you know, her arrows pretty much pointed in the right direction. And I felt like partly why these women were in line, it wasn't because Bethany was a bully, but because when Bethany felt like something was wrong and I didn't always agree with Bethany on what she felt was right or wrong, but she certainly like voiced it and 
didn't allow people to deflect or didn't allow people to justify bad behavior for a weak reason. Like she pushed them to see their behavior in a way where as in now, you know, no one was doing that. Like in the beginning of the season, everyone was like, oh, Bethany's gone now. We're like light and lifted. But they weren't because instead like this huge shadow from Dorinda really took over. No, I agree. And I think like just kind of going through even the way the girls reaction to Tinsley, like saying, you know, they want her to go deep and like they are almost wanting her to share with them, yet they're being bullies to her and being really mean and pushing her away and then getting mad at her for that. Or even Dorinda going on that long like tirade about how um, Scott shouldn't think they're bad influences and Scott, that's how they met on the show. So why does Scott care? Which then leaded us to the moment, which I swear, I've been saying this for so long, Alana, haven't I kept telling you that there had to be something that happened off camera. You did. I yeah. think you've said it on the very podcast. I, I might have, yeah. I knew it. it. No, that this is, this is what's happening. I personally thought that it was just the life lost, but I was wrong. No, I knew, I knew there had to be something that set off Tinsley, like Dorinda hating Tinsley with the way she hates her. And so finally getting to know, we get to see that like- Oh my God, I was, I was like titillated. I was so excited when they said that, you know, first when Tinsley brings up the story about, you know, this happened in Miami off camera, um, you found out that John, I like I let like by accident, like whatever happened that John was lent money by Scott. Yes. Side note, just before you continue, because I, I, I love you for this. I loved it just felt very much like a Parks and Recreation moment when Dorinda was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This never happened. And then they show like, you know, the clip and everything. And, and basically Andy was like, that was you, like, we just saw the, like, that was you, kind of, I was like, that was you, Ron, that was you. No, that was amazing, because sometimes they'll say, like, this stuff happened off camera, something, like, blah, 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 but we never get to really see, like, what did this happen, how did it happen? So seeing that that was, you know, last year, and that Dorinda, which, which, what, what happened was, um, that Scott lent John money, Dorinda was embarrassed, got mad at John for getting with her friends, which John, if we all remember, tried to do this with Bethany, but it didn't work. Yeah, it did. So, I so Scott lent him the money. Same year. So there must have been some deal because I'm pretty sure this was the same year. You might be right, actually. So when all this was happening, Dorinda, I think from embarrassment, just put all of her anger onto Tinsley. But it's so funny that before we find this out, Dorinda flat out says, like, because she doesn't probably know that this was all going to come out, that why would he think we're bad, um, a bad, um, what's it called, um, a bad influence on you? Are you joking? You flipped out on this girl after they did no, the but thing. When, first of all, okay, so many things. First of all, I don't understand how Dorinda had any, like, any sense that she could just deny it and it wouldn't come out because last year as soon as i saw the clip i remembered last year in the super tease they showed it that makes me wonder with producers like why didn't they 
put that on air. It makes me so angry when they do stuff like that. Like, how dare you give us a season and something so major you cut out by choice? This is probably why. One, the real part of it happened off camera. They just got the actual her calling him with Sonia right there and Luann and but the But they other. could have asked Tinsley what happened. They could have done an interview. I know they could have, but here's what I'm thinking. Dorinda wasn't this bad with Tinsley last year. At the reunion with Slowly, where I really got to, you could kind of see it last year a little, but at the reunion where the jabs really were coming. This year, Dorinda made it her mission. So what surprised me more so was that this didn't come out in the season. But like the producers wanting to take her out of the house because Dorinda was so lethally angry meant that the production was there, the cameras could have been there, and that should have been on air because that is mayor. And I think we had the right to see it. Also, it explains this entire season and it also kind of gives to me more insight into why John and Dorinda broke up. Like why she hit her wall with him. So in so many things that they've kind of made this choice that it takes away from us. And last year, like you said, it might not have been super apparent in this season, but as it was building, everyone around them knew what was really behind it. And I really loved Tinsley this first episode of the reunion because she was having none of it she was clear she was concise and she was like like when when Dorinda was kind of like we were never even friends or something and she's like no we actually did have a friendship and this is why it happened and you know and then when she tried to deny it she's made the point that production tried to take her out of the house and even Sonia who earlier was being annoying because she was like oh I can't hear again about you wanting babies and all this stuff was like oh yeah I remember that <laughs> like like kind of supporting that this really did happen even before they showed the clip. So I really get like feel angry. I think production could have done one of those blackout screens that we've seen them do and be like, you know, filming stopped at 11 p.m. at 2 p.m. You know, X, Y, Z happened where this, you know, whatever, and then show the rest. No, I agree. And I really like what the moment was when um, like, Dorinda with the turkey baster comment like tries to say it in this really nice way like oh but I'm just wondering why don't you have kids why I just thought you would have kids by now you're always talking about why no, I come across nice even Ramona said it was mean and I was so happy also that Andy when she when they were talking about the turkey baster comment and she was giving this smile with like a like smile like kind of apology that seems so disingenuous even though for a second I think Ramona you know, was trying to make it sound like it was genuine. And Andy was like, no, that was mean. I thought it was mean. Like, it was repulsive. It was disgusting. Mean barely scratches the surface of what that was. And I totally, like, I felt hurt. Like, like my worst fear is having some sort of issue, having babies and getting to a, like, being unhealthy and unable to carry children or, like, and I feel to the point where I could cry for a women who go through that, women who can't afford to do IVF or, or have surrogacies or kind of other options. Actually, anyone, men and women, like any person who's having issues related to fertility breaks my heart. And to say something so forget, like all this PCBS with 
all these other things to say something like that to me was one of the most vile things that I ever heard on TV and me barely covered it. And I was so happy that Andy didn't like let her get away with it. I agree. And I agree with you with Tinsley. I was so proud when like Tinsley was like, would you have said this to Andy? This is how Andy had his kid. This is IVF. So what are you going to say to him? Like answer me. And I could just see like during the like, to me, it was almost like she was a pageant mode. Like she just kept smiling through me. Like I thought it was a joke. People thought it was funny. Well, first I thought I heard her say, and I rewound it and I couldn't get clarity. So I'm not going to say that's exactly what she said because I couldn't hear it properly. But at first when everyone was kind of talking over each other, I thought she said to Tinsley, like I was drunk, sorry. And then Ramona stops and is like, listen to what she said. Um, she never does this. And then during this, like, I apologize to you all the time. And then she said to, to Tinsley with the smile, like, I'm sorry. But I felt like the first one was probably the real way she feels. Like, I was drunk. I said shit. I felt, but like, sorry. Like, I think that's how Dorinda feels. Not that she's deeply sorry. And her nasty, sarcastic, like, why aren't you pregnant? Maybe they're not pregnant yet because they're still having difficulty or they want to be married for, or whatever. Like, it, it is so nasty. I didn't even like when Sonia, I got equally frustrated when Sonia was like, I can't listen to that plot line. It's not a plot line. Like, that's actually her life. Like, falling in love with this man, trying to figure out how to balance her dream of wanting to be an It's Girl New York on reality TV versus being like, the homemaker and wife that she wants to be and building the family and having the children. That's her actual life and struggle. And despite what these women keep saying about her not sharing, A, I feel like she shared that very clearly and a lot. And B, I think their issue is not is that she's not sharing. It's that they don't respect what she is sharing. I agree. I don't think that they care and they're just annoyed with it. And I also think because, and I don't mean this meanly, but Sonia Ramona, I mean, not Sonia, Ramona and Luann flat out said they would leave the show for a man. I do think they all have a bit of resentment that Tinsley did get her dream and didn't like kind of have to change anything. And she's still kind of this happy bubbly person and it actually is going in a nice light. So, and for whatever reason, I don't understand. I bet like just the way Dorinda is because she always feels like people are coming at her trying to do something against her that Tinsley did it even if it was off camera when it was like around people and that like she probably felt like it was trying somehow to make her look bad but I could see like even in my head I was like oh I wonder if Tinsley said it like she should know and that's why Dorinda freaked out like oh yeah you know how John and him are doing that thing and then Dorinda was like, what thing? I personally do think that's how it probably went down because I think that if Tinsley had ever shown any signs of character throughout the show where she would say something or hold on to something for some shady purposes, another reason could be kind of guess that. But Tinsley seems like the reason she has a happy sort of story is because she's a happy person who's well intended towards others and I think when she told Dorinda it was either as like a true heads up like hey I just wanted you to know that you know Scott invested in this thing and you know whatever maybe Dorinda made an off-the-cuff comment that made her think that she didn't know or whatever or she just told her like in conversation thinking she did know yeah. and Dorinda type of person who 
I do believe, like Tinsley said it perfectly, like the betrayal you felt from John manifested in anger you took out on me. Like, I think that she wasn't ready to give up on John because there were maybe things about him that she found comforting still to herself. But like, it was easy to hate Tinsley for like allowing it to happen somehow. It doesn't make sense. Like the way she- That though happening though, couldn't you? Yeah, but I just don't get, like, I'm trying to think in my head, like, what in, for Dorinda does this represent, like, why, if Scott and John had a deal, whatever happened, happened, but, like, what does she think, does she think this makes her look like, um, you know, like, they need help, they don't have money, they don't have this, like, what, why does she have such a thing with it? So I thought about this last night. So, you know, how when she first came on the show, because I just rewatched Mahoney, she kind of describes John as sort of having like, she doesn't use these words. I'm just saying the way she described them. Ometh is sort of like a mobster kind of cool vibe, right? And I think that was her way of saying without saying that she knows John does shady deals. I think the reason Madame Paulette is very successful, and I'm sure it's also the quality of the work, but I'm sure there's some shady things happening that are getting laundered, maybe besides, you know, beautiful dresses. And I would not be surprised if John is the type of guy who like, you know, not that he cons people, but he's like, oh, you know, this is the most amazing investment. I'll go in 10, you go in 50 and, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, whatever. You know, he seems like that kind of guy. And I think Dorinda can look the other way about it when it doesn't touch her world and her people. But when it touches her, like, world and her people and that, like, echelon of society, she doesn't want that attached to her brand and her name because she is still kind of riding the high of being attached to like a John and someone who like runs in high society, who is with the political elite, the cultural elite, and is considered like the most ethical and utmost. But clearly John was friends with Richard. So Richard was maybe okay looking the other way too. So that's why Dorinda felt okay with that, but not when it comes into her circle and could reflect on her that way. Yeah, I agree, but I don't I mean, Dorinda reflects right now that well on her circle. No, but I remember earlier this season when she allowed John to burn himself and like smiled and was like, I taught him a lesson, you know, right before she broke up with him. I said to you, she has hate for this man. Yeah. She's angry. And now that we know this story, it gives a lot of clarity to their relationship. I think he was supposed to be a good time and a distraction, you know, definitely Bethany didn't even allude. She flat out said they do coke and party hard and all these stuff. So I think, you know, for Dorinda, he was supposed to be a good time. And I think he turned it soured because he stopped being a good time, started being like a bother. So, but I think this just shows a little part of our geniuses because right away I saw through the Dorinda and Tinsdale. I knew. And you right away pointed out the John and Dorinda. What was up with Dorinda and Tinsdale? I did. But you really did know that something was wrong with John. I remember you were like, that's hate if she tried to burn him. Yeah. No, I have never, like, I, you don't even know. Like, I see Hassan, like, go near the oven. Hassan, my beautiful husband, like, is a better cook than me and spends way more time in the kitchen. And I'm like, put the gloves on. It's hot in there. And, like, freak out because I'm 
God forbid anything ever happened to him or like he has a knife in his head and sometimes he'll be like watching something and I'm like, pause it when you've got the, the, the TV on. He'll look at me like I'm crazy psycho because he's not my son and also he is the one who does 99% of the cooking. Like his fingers are fine. And like the few times he has ever had some sort of kitchen related injury, I am like in tears over it because I don't want any harm to come to him and that includes non-kitchen related in injuries like you know when he like bangs his knee on the coffee table or something and i'm like ah, my baby is hurting like i can't even imagine like you know seeing anything truly horrible happen to mom baby and so i can't even imagine letting something happen in some sick pursuit of teaching a lesson because like my husband hasn't learned like my husband for example, any chance he can to miss the garbage and not put things in the bin properly, he will. You know, he sees the counter and that's where he thinks the, <laughs> you know, used napkin ought to go. And he'll have like an empty Diet Coke and he'll think, you know, inside the sink is where it belongs. Like he'll always miss the trash bin. You don't see me taking the bin and dumping it over his head. I just <laughs> think, oh, he's though he makes beautiful meals and says sweet beautiful things and is so supportive like I think of the good in him and ignore the fact that he doesn't understand the concept of binning and I just feel like when you love a person you protect them from themselves and you protect them from any sort of like badness because you don't just love them and everything there but you also love the way they do the same for you and when you are so dark as to allow a person to burn themselves physically have pain and injury that shit is dark no it was dark i mean i definitely think this whole season with dorinda i'm very excited how many parts of the reunion is this did they say if it's two or three they 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 did not speak particularly and directly to me, although they might have told the universe in a more general way. I did not get tagged in any scene. No, you know how with um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they flat out said. Um, yeah, in the three-part reunion. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The season was so bad, they want us to know that there are three parts. Let me, let me look it up. But yeah. I'm excited to kind of see, like, the next episode it looks like it's gonna be really interesting i do think you know i hope and i doubt it's gonna happen that dorinda will at least a little bit acknowledge that she Big parts special dina it is the real houses in new york city are reuniting the look back at all the drama from season 12 and the three-part reunion special we're more than ready for all, all the in-person antics I would have liked a four part. I could have used a four part. Me too. I think they do need like a full little episode, even if it was a one on one with Dorinda, to for Andy to like get her to like admit anything, not put it on Ramona. Something like that, but like eight months from now, after a course of anger management that they probably forced her to do or told her she couldn't back go back on the show. She's so rehearsed. Yeah, it will be rehearsed you know what I really would like mm -hmm. so I had heard today on a podcast not ours which you now will hear on ours mm -hmm. that um Brandy thought she was getting a one-on-one -on -one after on the watch what happens live and that's why she was dressed the way so moody yeah, and she was also dressed like she was in a reunion look because she was promised the one-on-one -on -one and then Bravo kind of decided like, no. And Z-Way was so funny, so I'm glad they had her on. 
Um, he did but, not like Brandy. But I think that a one-on-one -on, -one on Watch What Happens Live, kind of in a Lisa Vanderpump kind of way, might give Dorinda um, a platform she shouldn't have, is basically what I'm saying. Like, just like I felt that way with Brandy, like they made the decision not to do that, actually. I think with Dorinda, they shouldn't do that either because Dorinda just lies. Like, she deflects any real question and she lies. And at least when the other women are there, they're like forcing her to confront a truth. Example, what happened with Tinsley. Like, she was like, I don't do, I don't know anything about John's finances. I don't know about this. I know he did that commercial with, with him. That's all. And I was like, well, first of all, you know, he did the commercial because you were on it with them. So that's weird. And second of all, like, that phone call shows you knew everything. So you know what I mean? Like, if you don't have people there arguing her out of her own delusion and lies, then you're not going to get anywhere with her. So I don't think, you know, just like with Brandy, where, you know, they couldn't get anything more from her. So they added someone else in. I think with Dorinda, if they were even to consider it, they couldn't do it right now because it would be the same thing. Yeah, maybe you're right. But... We'll continue. Well, one of the things I'm really excited about next week is that, first of all, I want to hear the rest of what Tinsley has to say on this topic. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like there was um, like a touching on a lot of the major things I thought of this season, but they didn't really obviously deep dive anything but one of the things that has interested me so much this season that I think next week just from the commercials they're going to kind of hit on a little bit was like kind of the Ramona of it all what do you mean I think like I personally am a fan of the character of Ramona for telly I think she makes great tv I think she's funny and I actually think like she doesn't come across to me as a liar except for about her like sex life and social life like in terms of I think she's delusional but I think in terms of her interaction with the women she says really direct and hurtful things because she has no filter and then every year she's like oh I'm sorry my father was abusive and I'm used to communicating that way I'm, I'm trying to work on myself and she's not because she's Jax Taylor and she's not but like I enjoy watching her and I think she makes good TV and I also actually don't believe she's trying to like harm the women or bring down the show. Like in all the years that this has happened, you've never seen anyone be like, I won't film with Ramona. You know what I mean? Like they've ignored her. I love when Bethany ignored her and she was like, wow, Bethany, wow. Like we don't get moments like that unless you have Ramona there. I mean, I'm not saying that I want to like kick it with her, but I think she makes great TV. And I, I think like this, Season, like Dorinda started some campaign that I felt like really permeated into social media somehow but on the show that like Ramona was um sort of emotionally unhinged and anything she's saying is sort of like to um kind of deflect off herself onto the other women and to make them look bad and I know like she 
she does a little bit of that. So like when she had issue with the way Leah dresses or when she kind of, you know, takes issue with like Dorinda, she calls her out on things and, and, you know, like much like Dorinda did where she sent out the millions of, of um, articles about Ramona having issues with people. So I feel like next week they're going to hit on that more. And I definitely, I don't think Ramona is someone who, I don't even know how to say this. Like, I don't think she deserves any sympathy. She is sort of Trumpian in her ability to do both good and evil simultaneously in terms of her ability to, you know, communicate. But I also think that she, this season actually did overall not very much bad. Like, I don't think, she, I actually don't think this was her worst season. In my opinion, the worst thing Ramona ever did is tied between kicking Jill out of yeah, the Yeah, that was hard. Trip. That was horrible. And also when she told Bethany that she was going to screw up her entire life on the bridge and like no one loves her or ever would love her. Like that was, that was the so worst thing I ever wanted. Yeah. But like recent seasons. Oh yeah. I also didn't like when she threw the glass at Kristen Takeman's, Kristen Takeman's face. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say she's great. <laughs> I just think that this season was Ramona's bad season. And I think Dorinda's trying to make it a thing. And I even think social media has kind of jumped on it. You but I definitely know. felt like it came from Dorinda's camp. You, yeah. you people agree? Because I didn't think this season at all was her. Like a, a lot of the things I listened to or I read were kind of making fun of Ramona because she would start crying about Dorinda's behavior. And they were kind of like, you know, not that into it. And I saw Sonia kind of make some comments on a Watch What Happens Live episode about it. But I, I don't know. I just got the impression that like everyone was trying to make Ramona, like even the way they started the reunion with Leah, like kind of going down Ramona's um, throat for her behavior and kind of, you know, talking about her stuff that I felt like was sort of came back because Leah mentioned it like three times at least that Ramona was picking on her and holding her to a different standard than Sonia. It's like, obviously, first of all, she's been friends with Sonia forever. So she's just accepted Sonia for who she is, but she thinks Leah's young enough to know how to do something right. Like everyone has like that crazy friend. You're like, just because she's doing it that way doesn't mean you should too kind of thing. Oh, and even for a while, she stopped hanging out with Sonia at certain places. So, but also if she if Leah deeply disagreed with the things so like Ramona was bringing up, she would be drinking still. I agree. I mean, great, great way to end this episode. Yeah. I can't wait till next week because I think that's what we're going to see. So in, in answer to your question, that was what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm excited. I'm excited to close out this show and start our weekend. Our little Miami getaway in a very Ramona vein. We are having a resort weekend in Florida. But to be fair, we're already in Florida, so we're just going further south. And I am very, yep. And I'm very excited for this little family getaway. And I think next week I'm going to come back super refreshed, hopefully without this cold, and kind of ready to take on reunion part. Me too. 